Oh, shit, we're live, bro. Oh, oh. 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 Hi. Oh. Hello. Hey, how's it going? What's up, y'all? Uh, yeah, as uh, I mentioned in the chat room, it did not like me trying to use the term shitstorm with the I yeah. removed. Sorry, we're a bit late. <laughs> we kept getting an error, and it was like, cannot update, cannot update. So it I was like, Lucas, you try. It would have been nice if they would have said, can't update because there's curse <laughs> yeah. word. We were just like, there's some network issue. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? I thought we just got brand new internet. What's going on? Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if it's because I'm using shitstorm. And sure enough, that was it. Yeah. So I had to say dumpster fire because that's probably the most equivalent term I it's, could think of. It's weird because I consider uh, shit the word shit a uh, PG-13 word I mean it's as Captain platform, America Civil War is a platform where you shouldn't uh, be on the platform yeah. <laughs> if you're under 13 so yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird rule yeah it's but kind of weird I don't know weird. I guess we all have our uh Puritan values at heart. Yeah, dude. Our corporate Puritan values. Yeah, dude. Uh, but welcome, everybody. Welcome. Uh, happy Wednesday. We're middle of the week. We're almost there. We've almost made it. Uh, we've got a fun day for you guys. Yeah. After this, we're going to be doing a new episode of Spy Island. Spy Island. You, would you like to hear the guests on that real quick? Sure. So today, Lay it on me, brother. we have Andy Campbell, Janelle Santa Cruz, Jessica Lynn Verdi, Ricky Mihai, my roommate, myself. Uh, Dewey Sherwood and Satine Phoenix. And that's it. Uh, yeah, that's who it's going to be. <laughs> nice. It's going to be a fun one. And then uh, after that at 7, we're doing Warhammer, Wrath, and Glory. Yep. Uh, I hope you guys got, had a chance to watch last week's episode. It's in the VOD if you have not. Naeem will be uh, GMing that, obviously. We've got Bert. We've got Knox. We've got Fob. We've got Emily. We've got John. It's a full day <coughs> of stuff. As I choke in my ice cube. Yep, <coughs> full day of stuff. Sorry. Uh, while Adam coughs, uh, I'll talk. <coughs> and then tomorrow, yeah, we're going to play a... Yeah, I won't tell you yet what we're going to play on Warhammer 40K. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to be playing a game of Warhammer 40K. The White Scars are continuing. The army that I play is still kind of up in the air, but you're going to want to watch tonight the Wrath and Glory campaign to figure that out. If you haven't watched Wrath and Glory, definitely do. Definitely do. That way we, you can know and you can get the inside info on what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it'd be really great when I program things to automatically push over, but they just work. Hey, man, what day of quarantine is this? How many how many times there has this go. not worked? Now there we're cooking. Now uh, we're cooking. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the day for today. Uh, about 45 minutes into this, we're going to switch to Malika upstairs just so we have time to kind of switch over the tech. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to leave you guys hanging on a wait screen because I know that's not that exciting. Yeah. Um, so you'll be hanging out with Malika for a few minutes upstairs. Yeah. Um, you guys are about uh, eight days away from uh, taking off. Oh, it is about eight days away, about isn't it? Days. One, two, about three, four, days. five, six, seven, eight from now i believe we're leaving october 8th maybe <clears throat> the 9th yeah uh, but yeah we're about to hit the road in our streaming rv we're going all the way across the country we're headed to south florida and back that's so pretty flow. insane do floridians call it so flow like we call it noho they should uh i'm waiting for malika to jump in the chat be like never in missouri in Missouri, in southern Missouri, we don't call it SOMO, but in eastern southern Missouri, southeastern Missouri, they Called definitely Simo? call it SEMO. Oh, SEMO. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Which is uh, more of a shorthand for the college out there, mm -hmm. but they also call that whole area SEMO sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. Which I think is dumb. Simo. I don't think they should. I hate the way it sounds. Uh, yes, what else? Moss Brethren, we uh, talked about this last week. 
Oh, thank you. You, you missed. You missed out. Let's get that hype train going. Uh, I'm not. Hype, 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 hype. I, I will not be attending in the RV. I will be attending virtually through the studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it'll be you, Zach, and Malika. The yeah. dogs are going too. I'll Huck, be, I'll be mostly mostly behind camera. Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't disturb him. He's like in a deep sleep. He, my my boy is sleeping yeah. hard. <laughs> I should I should just set up a a, a Huck cam. He's been sleeping so hard for about two hours now. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been sleeping like almost the whole time he's been here. Yeah, which is good. He I, it's he's like calming down a lot. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope yesterday was not too painful for everybody. You know, we, we got done streaming at about 10 o'clock, and I went upstairs, and I really debated whether or not I wanted to watch the presidential debated debate. about the debate? I debated debate. about watching the debaters. I watched a lot of highlights, and uh, man, what a shit show. A shit storm, uh, yeah. you might say, yeah. but Twitch doesn't allow it. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a country we're living in. It was wild, man, and I mean, like... Which senile grandpa do you prefer? <laughs> well, I think that's probably been, like, some of the most interesting things that people keep bringing up. I've literally had people on Twitter, like, respond to me and say, like, yeah, but, like, you really think that this candidate is going to make the virus go away and make the forest to stop burning and make these things go away and do this and this? And I'm like, hold on. Are you literally asking me of the two people that are running, which one is the most sane, is the yeah. more sane Dude, person? Dude, it's not some overnight process. Come on! <laughs> you take steps towards a better world. Yeah. And like, look, and I didn't tweet this out because like, I know how Twitter is and I know people love to screen share and screen cap everything. But like, I guess it's even worse putting on video, but whatever. I know that if Biden wins, there will be things that he does and he says that I will disagree with. Yeah. And I think that's the case for everybody. Yeah. But if I have to go through four more years of the current president, yeah, it's 99.9% .9 likely <sighs> that at some point I will leave it's and just like, be done. <laughs> it's like a lot of us were pretty upset. Uh, a lot of people did not feel very represented by the, the DNC's choice mm -hmm. of a Democratic candidate for this mm -hmm. election. But it's still like okay. <laughs> it's the lesser of two it's evils. It's pretty obvious I feel like. which one you should vote for. Yeah. I think sometimes because yeah, one is like literally evil and one is kind of middle of the road. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's kind of weird. Joe Star had a cool t cool tweet that I, I really liked of like, hey, if four years ago this would be the guy that like middle of the road people right. would vote for. Right. This, this guy reached across the aisles on a lot of things. Uh, but now it's it's just like interesting to see how far part of our country has fallen yeah yeah you know, but yes yeah, Val, there there's actually an article uh talking about that they're going to be putting some new um not not restrictions but some new tech in place or something that will be able to help like moderate better the moderation on that panel and like look i think it's very easy to point fingers and say that chris wallace did a terrible job moderating the panel i think he did a fine job I, I'm, I'm not gonna say whether or not he did or didn't but i do think that when you have someone like that who's just constantly like, that's got to be a call behind the scenes to just say mute. Yeah, and that's not the moderator's job. I don't know why people were like, Chris Wallace, why aren't you muting him? It's like, he yeah. doesn't have a fucking mute button yeah, on his desk. What are you talking about? He doesn't have that ability. He, uh, he's doing all he can, and yeah. I don't think it was on anybody's radar that there would be that many interruptions. Yeah. But it was just, it was just and impossible it, you know, to watch. And immediately, you know, you saw trending on Twitter. It was, you know, Joe Rogan should have moderated this thing. And like, yeah, of course, if you get someone who's, like, big and loud like that, to talk over people to tell them to shut up then like yeah. sure but like do you want that type of aggression from a third party right uh in the middle of all that probably not right but i do agree that like there need to be better uh 
just like systems in place totally. that like yeah. look when it's this person's turn to talk you got to respect that mm-hmm. and i think it says a lot about our current president when he cannot abide by that yeah and it's in, in so incredibly frustrating yeah and making it so personal at times too i'm oh, just like dude. yo and I, biden even said he's like look i can sit here and talk about families if we want to but like that's not what this is about right oh, this is man. about addressing the people and the, uh, I think the that gall was, Jesus to Christ. bring up your opponent's sons. Yeah. When, uh, like, have you looked at your own, buddy? Yeah. Are you familiar right. with what your family does? Because right. they do a lot of cocaine. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive I mean, they do a ton family, of cocaine, bro. Positive they do a ton of cocaine. Yeah. And it, it just like the whole thing was just so infuriating. Yeah. It, it was a mess. Absolute mess. Uh, yeah. And I think it's it's like a lot of us are kind of upset of like, man, it's. It's this guy versus this guy. Right, like, right. how have we gotten here? But anyway, let's not let's let's move on, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put that in the back of our heads and try to have a good day. Yeah, and you know, and the only reason I bring it up, oh, thank you so much for that hype train. <laughs> uh, I, the only thing, you know, the only reason why I even why we even wanted to bring it up is like I know it makes a lot of people frustrated and sad and all these different things. And I would say, like, this is exactly what one of the candidates said last night. If you're really upset and you're frustrated, make your vote count. Yeah. Go vote. It's so fucking important. Well, yeah, and it needs to happen because probably what's going to happen is uh, a president will probably, a president who, uh, you know, I think Joe Biden's going to win the popular vote. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to win the electoral vote. And I think that's just going to be another case of, like, this needs to change. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win the electoral vote, but if he does win the electoral vote, I think it's obvious that uh, the seeds have been planted for mass confusion. Yeah. He's, he's trying to make it like, you know, oh, these, all the intimidation these mail-in ballots are fraud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think election night, uh, he's going to announce that he's won. Yeah. And then from there, it's going to be ignoring mail-in ballots. Right. And Which then he's going to have Supreme Court and, justice. And that, they talked about that, too, yeah. of like not announcing, not announcing anything until like everything has been accounted for. So all of these things, like we need these things to happen. Um, and then whenever we, whenever those, uh, whenever he acts a certain way in mm-hmm. response, we need to call a spade a spade and be ready yeah. to be ready to kick the guy out. Yeah, yeah. If it comes to that. If it maybe comes he'll, to that. Maybe he'll win the popular vote. Right, Who knows? right. And, and I think like Biden said best, he's like, look, whatever happens, happens. If I win, then that's then that those are the facts. If yeah. if, if if he wins, then like that's that is what it is, you know. And it's yeah. like, oh, oh no, we did not forget about him not denouncing uh, white supremacy. It was very painful to hey, watch. Hey, Adam, can you denounce white supremacy right now? Oh, uh, literally go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. Hey, it's not that hard. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I just did it. Yeah, I denounce white white supremacy. Can you do it? Oh, dude, denounce it hard. Yeah. No, thank you. P- pretty easy, but who knows? Oh, who knows? I Maybe. literally had to look past the camera to be like, who's in here with a Padres jacket yeah. for sure? Hey, Huck, uh, you know who Huck, that is. Huck, you, you know. know who that is. Um, Huck hates the Padres, yeah. bro. <laughs> That's a Cardinals fan right there, bro, buddy. <laughs> I raised him right. Uh, Brendan is in the house. Brendan's a huge Padres fan, and they just made it to the playoffs. That's some news. Whoa, oh, Brendan says white supremacy is bad. Oh my god! Whoa, that's three for three. <laughs> what a crazy thing! It's uh, uh yeah, very. It's, very it's so upsetting. It's like this is this is a fucking this is you're being lobbed a, a freaking softball. Yeah. Uh, come on. So it makes it pretty obvious, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, if at this point you have questions, then I question you. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, yeah, I'm like, come on, dude. Ah, dude, it's, he literally can't <laughs> it's, do it's it. It's not that hard. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so... It, it put your Fs in the chat if you want to denounce white supremacy. Very simple. <laughs> it's very simple. See how easy this is? We can do it live on Twitch. Oh, my God. It's very easy. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I totally understand that a lot of people were very frustrated by, by yesterday's events, and uh, I think the best thing that, like, all we can do is just say, like, if you're frustrated... Go vote. vote, make your voice heard, yeah. and uh, denounce white supremacy. We have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Our, uh, uh, I think we have some some irreparable damage within our lifetimes. Like mm -hmm. it's it's we have a long road ahead, but like we can start making this a, a better place for us all. Yeah, I agree. If you go vote, but I mean it's all the way down to like the local elections. There's mm -hmm. just a lot of very clear corruption, and mm -hmm. thank God for the internet. Like I don't I I don't know if it's there's it's always been this corrupt, but it's so much more clear these yeah. days. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's like, the big It's difference. right in front of us all the time. And I think that's what technology has sort of like opened up is like we have a. And it's not crystal clear, obviously. It's still murky water, mm -hmm. but like we have a much more better idea of like what's happening out there now, uh, just because of things like the internet. Yeah. You know, like imagine like all these even just the even if you look at something like riots, like the whole everything that's been going on, I can't imagine even fifteen years ago mm -hmm. having the amount of like first view access to a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. like we do now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. But it is yeah. it is a wild time we're living in. Um, it is. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, don't forget every five hundred dollars that we raise ah, yes. at Fiber, at Hyper RPG Fiber RPG Fiber. at Hyper RPG uh, we give away a access to our clubhouse. Uh, this is like a monthly offline stream where you can hang out with all of us. Uh, we do different events and activities. Mm -hmm. So every five hundred dollars raised. Uh, you could join that, um, and more info about that coming soon. We're gonna mm -hmm. have one coming up real soon. Uh, don't forget. Also, if you want us, uh, if you want to support us to like innovate and create more fun and awesome stuff, look at that good boy being happy now. <laughs> oh, he's just like, I love you so much now. Now that I know it's you, uh, if you want to help. Um, I think we make a lot of cool stuff, but that is yeah. all through you. If you want us to continue making that cool stuff. Consider following, tipping, uh, subscribing, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know how to help. Yeah, dude. Every little bit helps. <clears throat> I do want to address you know this question because I think it's a very valid question. Sure. Uh, from Myasima3112, who says, What's everyone's thoughts on public figures, including content creators, being vocal about their political views? Because I've seen a lot of people saying they're unsubscribing, no longer watching, etc. these people's content. I think you have a responsibility sometimes to not be... A freaking pushover about yeah. your audience mm -hmm. demanding things of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I think you have that responsibility. And I think if you're passionate about something and it's outside of like the normal realm of content that you make, yeah. you shouldn't not feel like it's your platform. Yeah. And I think you should be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And if people get upset about that and, and they are mad and they want to unsubscribe or unfollow or whatever then that is what it is. Yeah. You know, like I've had plenty of people to tell that have told me and like, I'm, 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 I matter this much mm -hmm. in, in, in like the, in concept of like the greater world, but I still have people who are like, stick to movies. And I'm like, no, I yeah. can talk about whatever I well, want. Well, I'm a citizen of this country. Yeah. And this, this stuff affects me. Yeah. So it's like, come on. Yeah. And it's like, we should, everybody should just be aware of like what's happening. Yeah. I'm not going out there and saying like, you know, it, it's like, it's just common sense. Stuff. Yeah. I don't, 
I don't necessarily support it from the other side either of like forcing a content creator to speak up mm -hmm. uh, because then I think they feel pressured to lie. Uh, so I think or that, to follow the trend. Yeah, to follow some trend, and yeah. it's just like I don't. It's kind of like forcing an apology. Is like I don't. Right. I don't know if I believe this. Yeah. Like, hey, I, can you speak up on this issue? It's like, man, they're just gonna say what they need to say sometimes. Right. Of yeah. Like you know. So. Yeah, and I think that's what's that can feel disingenuous. Yeah, and I think that's what sometimes makes it really hard because like. I mean, I, I've had people ask me to, to, you know, make statements about certain things. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable because I don't know enough. Yeah. And I will, I never, ever, especially when it, like, okay, if it's something movie related and it's some like movie news and I like misspeak something, I'm not as like, I don't feel as guilty because I'm like, ah, whatever. It's movie yeah. news. It's not that big of a deal. When it comes to the future of a country or a person or someone's livelihood, I don't want to like misquote or like say something that's incorrect because yeah. you don't want, and my following's small, I don't want 17,000 people to like run with that and that becomes the narrative because then mm -hmm. like, I, I just not interested in doing that. But I think like if you, if you have a platform and you want to speak up, you should feel like it's your right to do so. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you feel like you're uneducated, I think it's also okay to say that and to say yeah. like, I would love to talk about this. I don't feel like I'm a good, uh, I don't think I'm qualified enough to discuss it. And you can then use the opportunity to like find somebody who you can discuss it with, with and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I just I think there's a responsibility for creators to be transparent with their audience about who they are. Yeah, and I mean that on both sides, left totally. and right. I think you, I think you sometimes need people to understand your biases and why you create the content you create. Yeah, because there could be a hidden agenda behind all of it. Yeah, I speaking agree. of hidden agendas, stick around for Spy <laughs> Island. Y'all, y'all ever watch Roguelike? <laughs> hidden agendas, man. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my feelings on it. But also, it's like I'm not gonna call anybody out for not. Yeah. Uh, but I, I typically applaud people for being like, this is what I believe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think I, I think people have, I think a lot of content creators have become more and more comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's been a lot of, I mean, The Rock just came out and he, he like announced who he's going to be supporting. And like that, that does carry. Like he's got yeah. 200 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. That carries some weight. And I believe you have a bit more of a responsibility when there is a very clear and present uh, mm -hmm. injustice happening to people. Right. I think justice and and the equality of all of our fellow men, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a very important thing to speak about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you have the knowledge at your disposal and you right. believe some of your audience doesn't, then I think you should use your platform. Totally, totally. And uh, speaking of like creators who, who've, who've done this, David Dobrik actually just launched a giveaway on his Instagram uh, to give away some Teslas. He's got five Teslas to give away. And oh, I was looking at the stat, and apparently it's, it's led to... A staggering 82,000 people or voter registrations. Yeah. Which, like, that's kind of insane. That's great. And it's not a part of, like, you don't have to register to vote in order to be in the running to win uh, one of these vehicles. Yeah. But that, the fact, so he's partnered up with this. With, let my dog out real yeah. quick. He's partnered up with this uh, company called Headcount, a national nonpartisan nonprofit that promotes voter registration, mostly in partnerships with popular musicians, to give away five brand new Teslas. In order to win a Tesla, participants in the sweepstakes, sweepstakes must check to see that they are registered to vote on the Headcount website. Applicants can also apply by texting vote, vote Dobrik to 40649 or by mailing a physical card to Headcount headquarters in New York City. Um, 
It says five winners will be selected at random and announced on Monday. Headcount says with no purchase or voter registration necessary. So the fact that you can actually like become a part of this giveaway and you're not forced to register to vote, but the fact that that still led to 82, 80 some odd thousand people doing it uh, is incredible. And I think, again, another example, he's not telling people what to do, but he's just saying like, if you want your voice to be heard, here's how you do it. Yeah. Because unregistered voters is a huge issue in our country. Yeah. Uh, he has a younger audience. Young, Very young audience. Younger voters yeah. uh, aren't typically hitting the polls as much as they should. Right. Uh, and we need that. Like, we need everybody represented mm -hmm. who has the right to vote. Like, mm -hmm. you should be voting. We need that. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think, um, I think lots of times the American people are not accurately represented because of, you know, things like people not voting enough also like corruption like gerrymandering and all that shit and weird electoral shit super delegates and shit and lo just lots of shit but anyway uh we could take a step towards everyone being represented fairly if everyone voted yeah everyone who could vote did yes and we need a, we need more access to people being able to like the could vote is very hard too yeah that keeps being taken away from people but great for him yes. uh i appreciate I don't like David Dobrik. I'll be real. I don't, really? I don't love his content, but I appreciate when creators do stuff like this, and yeah. I have to applaud them. <clears throat> I don't love Mr. Beast, but like I cannot uh, deny how much good he has done for mm -hmm. the world. And Planting like, all the trees. Oh my god, yeah. dude! What a hero! Yeah. Like, I don't have to love his content, but I right. think he's he's doing heroic stuff. I mean, I'm subscribed to David Dobrik and Mr. Beast, and I don't watch those videos on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. But if there's something in there that's like donating trees, mm -hmm. donating money, donating they do this, good. they do good I'm stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to watch this, and I want to know exactly what this is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's 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 nice to see it's nice to see people with a platform using it mm -hmm. to do positive things. Yeah. And this is like outside of who you vote for, but just the totally. fact to like tell people you should go vote. You can do that. Like you yeah. can get to that level and do that. And I applaud them for doing that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that I have any sort of like personal beefs with any of these guys. I've never no. met them. Yeah. I just don't, I think I just don't even really like YouTube content. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's too quick for me, man. Slow down. Stop Slow editing, man. This is, oh, I get a headache from that shit. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're doing cool stuff. Yeah. What do yeah. we want to talk about now? Uh, the Moonlight Director is making a Lion King sequel. That is not fake news. That is a real thing that is happening, a and I don't know why. to the live-action Lion King. Yes. That can we can all agree was me. pretty bad. Who saw this movie? I, I would love to know in the chat room uh, if you did or did not see the new Lion King film. I saw parts of it and I was like, "Whoa! Uh, I don't, I don't want to keep watching this." I saw the whole thing and I was like, "We already did this." Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same movie, other than the fuzziness of the creatures it's looks the, real. It's the same movie with you're missing the animation, so it mm. lacks some magic to it, yeah. and you're hiring a bunch of people who are not trained voice actors. Mm -hmm. It's just actors with celebrity names. So it feels all weird and bland. Yeah. It's so weird, dude. Yeah. I love, I love, I love the original Lion King. It's so good. It's such a good movie. Top five all-time animation films it's, for me. It's so great. It's so great. And I, admittedly, I never saw the sequels. I know that they have like two or three sequels that they've made. Yeah. I've heard they're not as good as the original, but also like they were direct to video. So like, yeah, I guess kind of by nature, they're not as good. Um, and I, I think obviously, without a question, without question, the biggest draw for why they would want to make this movie 
is because it made the original Lion King or the remake that came out last year made 1.65 billion dollars. That's and that's the point right there. And I saw a discussion a couple of weeks ago on the internet of like Disney will not stop making these live action remakes because mm-hmm. they don't need to. Right. They they will keep making they these. They make that cheddar and they'll make another. And they will keep being bad because they don't have to be good. Yeah. Like these don't have to be good. This is this is a money making scheme for Passable. Them. Pass- and it'll yep. make money. It'll it'll do it. It'll do the job. People will go see these movies, mm-hmm. so they don't have to be good. Yeah, and it's, but yeah, Mulan. Mm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I still don't know. Do you consider that like a live action remake, or do you consider it a different telling? I don't. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. And it like, is a different. Telling. I would love to know from people in the chat room. Like, what would what would you consider? Because I've never seen the animated Mulan. Or yeah. I should back up. I've seen the animated Mulan. I saw it once when it came out in 1998. Yeah. I don't remember shit about that movie. It was 22 years ago. Yeah. Um, but I, I saw the live action one. And I, and, and I just was like, oh, well, okay, it, whatever. Yeah. But I, I would, I would based on like what I remember and conversations I've had with people, I wouldn't consider it just a, an adaptation of the animated version. I would consider it a retelling of that story. Mm-hmm. I don't keep up with this stuff because I ignore them so hard because I think they're all bad. Are they making like a Little Mermaid one? Yes. I was just going to say, if they make a Little Mermaid one, it's going to make a billion dollars. It won't be good and it'll make a billion dollars. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I, I don't know. I mean, look, if, if... if this is how, if this is what Disney wants their legacy to be in this new like 2015 and forward, mm-hmm. uh, you know, timeline that they just want to like capitalize and remake everything, yeah. Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, blah, 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 every single one of those things, and they make them a billion dollars every single time, then like, I guess, yeah, I guess. But I would love to see, I would love to see all of those projects fund something new, original. Yeah, and really, really cool, like yeah. a cocoa type of thing. You know or, what? You be, know. Yeah, you know what would be cool. Like there are there are examples out there of things that could be a good live action retelling. Mm-hmm. I just saw that we they're doing Lilo and Stitch. I think that can work live action. That could be fun. These are not like fantastical interpretations, and they can yeah. have a different take on it. Yeah. Like they could spin it a bit. They could also do a live action sequel. Mm-hmm. Like what's stopping them from making a sequel? I agree. I agree. That would get me in the theater. Yeah, and and I think like that could be fun. I think if you if you want to sort of embrace like oh yeah let's let's do that let's just make like a spiritual successor or a sequel to you know Snow White or Sleeping Beauty or whatever you want to do that that could be interesting and fun mm-hmm. or also like Maleficent. I don't think it's like some fantastic film, but I thought it was interesting to do that story from like the reverse angle. Totally, yeah. And I think if you have like a new way, like a new entry point for something like Aladdin or Lion King or whatever, <clears throat> it could be more intriguing to audiences and they they could potentially enjoy it more. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm seeing some good, like what, what, what movies do you think would be good live action? Because mm-hmm. I see Tangled. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw Atlantis. I think that could yeah. be pretty good live action. Because there are a lot of Disney movies that were made, animated films. Not a lot, but there definitely are. There is a list that mm-hmm. exists of movies that didn't really get the recognition of something like A Lion King. Yeah. But are still pretty good in animated format that could be done really well if they translated them. I think a lot of these live action movies that were very, or these these cartoon movies that they're making live action that were very mm. musical uh, and that were very like... I just spilled coffee all over. <laughs> that were like super musical and that uh, you can't really do unless it's super computer generated heavy yeah uh i think that they are a recipe for failure 
Yeah, and you know, it's like I know that all they're going to look at is box office revenue, and that's how they're going to sort of judge quality. Yeah. But like, how many movies have there been made in the last 15 years? And I'm talking about specifically Transformers mm -hmm. that made a shitload of money and were not good. Right. They're just not good movies. I think the first one and the third one are probably the best of those five or six. The rest of them are kind of trash. Yeah. Bumblebee was so good. Mm -hmm. Bumblebee it, was great. And it was the lowest grossing one. Why don't we still talk one. about that? Yeah. It, I wish we, we're still talking about Bumblebee because yeah. it's really good. Bumblebee was so damn good. And it's like if you would make more movies that were like Bumblebee, you would get so many more people to like be sold on Transformers because you're going to make Transformers fans very happy. Because mm -hmm. of like the authenticity and like the way it um, translates the essence of what Transformers is, I love the. Uh, but then action mo movie buffs will love it too. Yeah, I love this uh, live action Road to El Dorado. I think that's a good idea. Right. Um, I saw a very funny one: um, live action rescuers, but get rid of the mice, and it's just kidnappers <laughs> taking oh <my> children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that whenever I do think, yeah, it's like get rid of the mice. I think that it's when it's like CGI animals mm -hmm. and these weird like singing, singing yeah. sequences that don't have the cool magic that animation can provide. Mm -hmm. Then it just gets yeah, kind of messy. If you're really and, trying and to sell me on Lion King being live action, then like. Yeah, musical numbers really don't fit. Yeah. And it's already, like, it's all, you're already asking me to suspend so much disbelief by making them look super, super real, but then it's voiced by Donald Glover. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you're, I feel like if you did Lion King live action and you exaggerated the animation, like, at that point, you might as well just exaggerate it. Mm -hmm. You look at, like, Marvel and Star Wars, all those characters, they're, like, exaggerated. Yeah. You know, the way they look and all this sort of stuff. At that point, you might as well just go all in and yeah. just make it look weird and kooky. And I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. in. It's a, it's, a, it's a fantastical take on something that exactly. like, was meant to look real in animation. Yeah. And I think Coco could do really well. Oh uh, I think God. that one could do really well live action just specifically because it is a, a very musical movie, but it's about music. So it, there's no weird like Coco's so good. There's no weird like why are these animals singing? It's like this yeah. boy this boy is singing because yeah. he you know he wants to be a mus musician. Yeah. So it it would make a lot more sense for that one. Yeah. Coco's uh, so good. I'm like if it never happens, I will not shed a tear because like that movie is so I good already. Yeah, I mean, I don't want these things to happen. I right. want them to just be animated movies. Like, I think live-action remakes are kind of a dumb idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jumbi was saying earlier in the chat room, if they make a live-action remake of Hercules, I'm out. I've got some bad news. Oh, are they doing that? The Rousseau brothers are making it. Well, I mean, okay. At least, at least there's promising. like, yeah, at least there's like some promise there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I, I do yeah. find it very interesting that Barry Jenkins, of all people, is doing this. I think Barry Jenkins, you know, he made Moonlight. He did. <clears throat> he's 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 got a new uh, show coming out on Amazon, on Amazon Prime, and then uh, he did If Beale Street Could Talk, and uh, and I'm just like, man, this is like such a really interesting departure for a director like this. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that he said, he says, helping my sister raise two kids during the '90s, I grew up with these characters. Had the opportunity to work with Disney on expanding this magnificent tale of friendship, love, and legacy while furthering my work chronicling the lives and souls of folk within the African diaspora is a dream come true the i will say the exciting thing about this is that it's a sequel uh and it's maybe something new yeah it's not lion king 2 
right. the remake. It's not the know? VHS direct to you know direct to video uh, adaptation. Yeah. So it's like when you have someone like Barry Jenkins coming in and really wanting to add something to the story mm -hmm. and exploring more of this world, then I'm definitely interested. No, it is not. It's not a sequel. It's not like the sequel to Lion King right. remade, right? This no. is a sequel, like a new sequel. It's a new sequel. Because you're saying the prequel. Oh, uh, it's a prequel? Well, it's a sequel. So it's a little confusing the way they've worded this, but from what I read, it's a sequel that taps into prequel stuff with Mufasa. Gotcha. So you'll have like, it'll be, as far as I understand, it'll be a sequel. So we'll like, we'll meet it back up with Simba and Nala mm -hmm. and, and, you know, those characters. But we'll go back and we'll be talking about like how Mufasa rose to power. Right. But That's maybe interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No Kovu? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say anything about that, Matt. I have no idea. I have no clue. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not outside of the uh, realm of possibility that they will bring in all these elements that, that made the sequels great. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I just like, I'm excited to see how Barry Jenkins will use this tech because it's very new for him. He's yeah. never done something like this. But I also want to see, like, what's he going to add to it? Yeah. Because totally. Favreau, you know, whatever he started on uh, Jungle Book, he then brought into Lion King. He then brought into The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's very much like the tech. Push the tech. Push the tech. What's new? What's new about the tech? I want to know how Barry Jenkins is able to take the tech and weave in a really interesting story. Yeah. I'm hoping it's a new interesting story and yeah. not the same. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like, it's going to make a billion dollars, but I'm not going to like it. Right. And I think that was the saddest thing was like going into Lion King and hoping, oh, if it's just a remake of the original animated movie, it should suck me in just as much as the animated version did. And I'm watching, I'm like, this is not working for me. Yeah. Well, you know, real cats just aren't as expressive as fake cats. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't get around that. I can make this cat that. smile. You can't get around that. Yeah. <laughs> like Simba is like... Simba, all those characters, they're like so adorable in yeah. that movie. And you're just like, oh, they're just like walking, talking stuffed animals. Yeah. And in the live action one, you're just like, they're very not expressive because yeah. they can't be because how they're trying make, to be real. How are you trying to make this toucan look mad? <laughs> like freaking real toucans don't have any like eyebrows, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like you can't tell when a toucan's mad. Yeah, I don't know. But I would love to know, uh, is this something that you guys are interested in? For me personally, it's really just Barry Jenkins that has me interested yeah. but i'm not sold on the concept yet yeah yeah how are you guys feeling um i saw <laughs> that's their secret two cans are always angry <laughs> <laughs> i'm seeing mostly disdain for this kind of thing yeah cats the movie is magical i remember how how uh sucked in adam was watching that early quarantine metis fatum <sighs> why do you hurt me like this an animated, an animated remake of the movie Cats. <laughs> yeah, shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd rather watch an animated form than live action, if yeah. I'm being totally honest. Cats on second draft. Uber Baldi. My God, why? <laughs> why the torment? Why? Um, need more animation remakes like The Last Airbender and Dragon Ball. Uh, Zen Blake, get out of the chat. What are you saying? <laughs> get out of here. Although I would love a good... Last Airbender adaptation. I think that mm. that one could work, but we'll see but what happens put, with the Netflix put one. Put the right person on it, yeah. And there's been a lot of drama around that one. Yeah, 
<laughs> original creators leaving, all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. So uh, Steam is hosting a festival for digital tabletop games next month. I don't know if you all saw this. That's the news. Um, so I think this is pretty cool. Uh, let me just read this article, and then we can, uh, can kind of talk about it. Um, so Valve and tabletop company Auroc Digital will host an online festival next month for games that cross between physical and digital. Uh, called the Steam Digital Tabletop Fest, the event will be streamed live from October 21st to the 26th. So this will be like while we're on the road, but mm-hmm. uh, we might have to tune in. Um, but this is kind of this is kind of it kind of feels like a convention kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the festival will showcase speakers like prolific designer Steve Jackson, who created the GURPS role-playing system, as well as many individual role-playing games. Call of Cthulhu RPG designer Sandy Peterson and Games Workshop co-founder Ian Livingstone. It will also include sessions for individual games. Plague Inc. Evolved designer James Vaughn will stream a session while discussing the difference the game's physical and digital iterations and sessions for Other Side and Gloomhaven. Another dual format game are planned as well. Uh, There's also an eye-catching panel for games about Mars in which scientists and actual space agency staff will talk to game creators about what their work gets right and wrong. I think that's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, digital tabletop gaming doesn't have a particularly strict definition. Valve describes it uh, as a festival as covering things like a digital port of a physical game, a game which has produced a physical version from the digital one, a game that simulates the physical play experience, or a digital game whose aesthetics are inspired by tabletop, tabletop games. And they're going to be announcing more panels as we get closer to that. Mm. Uh, I think what I was kind of wanting to talk about, though, is like the... I've gotten really big into tabletop simulator while I've been away from my friends, mm-hmm. and um, I think that uh, I think there's something to be said about that format of playing a tabletop game digitally yeah. over the internet. Yeah. It's it's really freaking fun, uh, and I know that this isn't probably going to talk much about tabletop simulator, um, but. I think that this is kind of a, a really interesting thing that we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these very fun games that you can play co-op or, you know, head-to-head yeah. that are typically designed for a tabletop format, but playing them over an internet connection mm-hmm. miles apart from each other. Yeah, and I think, like, <clears throat> I think that's been one of the uh, interesting things to see, like, how that kind of stuff has evolved of, like, how are we doing the things that we normally would do physically in the same room but like digitally, like yeah. virtually, how, you know, like how does all that stuff? And obviously, like we've been toying with that whole thing for the last six months that we've been uh, in quarantine. But mm-hmm. I do think that there is definitely a market and a home for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like, okay, I personally do not play them, mm-hmm. but there are games that I do enjoy that I've played physically on a desk yeah. that are accessible in a virtual world that I play pretty often. Yeah. And it's as easy. Okay. I'm old. I like solitaire. It's very fun to me. I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to deck out, you know, right. 52 cards. But the fact that like I can access it virtually and 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 play it is great. Yeah, you and got if, awesome shit like reshuffle the deck for yeah. me. Like I don't have to freaking do this. So with if my there's hands. a way to play to to interact with other people, your friends virtually to play tabletop stuff, then like I think there's 
great opportunity for that. And it's not that it doesn't exist. Of course yeah. it exists. But I don't know like to what limited capacity it exists. And if 2020 will allow these companies to like expand it out even more yeah. so or encourage them to expand it out I, so it's more accessible. I think that is I think that's what I'm kind of getting at is that I think that this is something to expand on because mm-hmm. what I've seen is a huge I, I don't quote me on this, but I've seen a huge boom in people in my own friend group that yeah. now have tabletop simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan's right there. We played a ton of tabletop sim uh, in the in the past few months. Um, and I think it's just so freaking fun. Like uh, we play like Liar's Dice. We play Coup a lot. Coup is really fun on Tabletop Sim. Uh, and I think, yeah, it, it kind of allows for a lot of stuff that you couldn't typically do. Yeah. Uh, like just throwing cards up in the air and being like, let's reshuffle that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a ton of fun. So what, what I want to know from you guys is have you all downloaded, has anybody downloaded Tabletop Sim since they've been sort of self-isolating slash quarantining? Uh, and have you been playing it with your friends? Um, because I definitely have, mm. uh, and I know Vicious Fool in the chat is Naeem. Yeah, you guys, and I saw, you, you're being called out by like Naeem and by Matt. Well, they were playing um, Warhammer mm-hmm. a few days, uh, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. They, they like apparently Warhammer 40k you can play on tabletop sim, mm. and that's dope. Yeah. Uh, and how many of you already had? Okay, next question. How many of you already had? So a lot of people said no, but definitely some yeses in there. How many of you already had Tabletop Sim, and have you been playing it? That's what I want to know next. Hey, Huck. It's okay, bud. Uh, because I think um, I think that there's... Oh, and Dewey just showed up. Like, I can't hear Dewey, but Dewey, we play Tabletop Sim with Dewey all the time. Uh, Dewey has all the games on Tabletop Sim. Um, I think that you guys should play tabletop sim revisit tabletop sim you Mm kind of get that feel of like i'm hanging out with my pals playing board games Mm -hmm. that is really really like sought after and we just haven't gotten yeah lately it's so fun there's so many games like you should play it yeah you should download tabletop sim i'm in do it i'm in i'll do it i'll do it um yeah it does cost money um yeah Cost money, but a lot of the games are on a lot of a lot of games are on there for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been playing like Code Names is really fun on Tabletop Sim. Uh, also, um, I'm trying to remember uh, what. Hey Huck, it's really hard to concentrate, bro. Quiet. <laughs> Shut uh, your butt. Anyway, yeah, that I think it's it's gonna be cool to uh, check that out. That's October 21st to the yeah. 26th. Um, I don't know where this will be available. Mm-hmm. They haven't announced that yet. On the online. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere online. Yeah, but I think, again, I think whenever you have an opportunity to expand something out virtually or digitally in a way that makes it accessible to more people, I think it's a winning formula mostly. Mm-hmm. As long as there's like a want for it yeah. and people are desperately trying to find ways of like, how do we do this together? Yeah. Um, then I think if you fill that void, then you know it'll lead to success. Well, for instance, I played Risk on there not long ago, and you know how much time it takes me to set up Risk and count yeah. out all those stupid little pieces. It's we so spend, nice to just... We spend the first 10 minutes just counting pieces. It's so nice to just be like, I'm playing a three-player game, and it's like, here's 35 troops, Click. and I'm like, woo, ready <laughs> to go. go. Let's play. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. <laughs> no, I think, that's, I think that's awesome. And I, Man, I wonder, like, well, never mind. I don't even want to bring things up because I feel like if I suggest something... It'll be made a thing. Yeah. Uh, what else, though? Uh, Twitch is launching this new soundtrack feature. Oh, yeah. 
I know that like there's been a lot of experimentation. They're really trying to figure out this whole thing with music and rights and how to make it work because they want people to be able to like enjoy music on their stream. And they were experimenting with this extension for Amazon Music for a while. And I know we had tested it on, I think it was on Warhammer and a few other things we were trying to test it out. But it was a little restrictive. You had to have access to Amazon Music, which I think is an additional pay, mm -hmm. additional cost it is. on your Prime account. And on top of that, I, I think it was also potentially like region locked. So if music was not av was available in the U.S. but not available in Canada, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so now they're experimenting with something called Soundtrack, and it gives you a curated collection of rights cleared music and integrates with your stream software to separate your audio sources, allowing you to keep your channel safe while you create compelling content and grow as a creator. Translation for me when I hear that is while it's while the live stream is happening, you'll be able to access and hear the music playing. Yeah. It sounds like when it goes into the VOD though, it doesn't have this music linked to it. Yeah, and that's my question. Is like, yeah. is that gonna be like a separate play button that I can play and sync it up or is it just gone? Because <clears throat> I do think mu the music that we add enhances sometimes big yeah. time. Yeah, Jesus, I forgot there was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Your wet nose scared the shit out of me, dude. He'll do that, man. Uh, yeah, Brendan, get out of here. Yeah, Brendan, get <laughs> quit, the, Why quit, are you under the table, bro? Quit wet nosing on us. <laughs> <laughs> Rub your nose somewhere else, brother. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, from a tech perspective, hi, buddy, how this works. I, I want to know a little bit more of, like, yeah, like, what goes into it. Because I noticed that when you, when you click to try to access it, it asks you what streaming platform or, like, what streaming device you're using. Right, it's yeah. It's like OBS Studio, OBS Streamlabs. Twitch, uh, like a, there's like a Twitch dashboard. So I'm like, okay, yeah. how does this exactly track what's going out, and how does it, how is it able to kind of know to remove this one particular track? Mm -hmm. um, I'm so curious to know more. You can be currently, you can like kind of, you can hit them up um, if you go to this. Uh, there's a website. Um, I don't have it, but you, you just Google it. Yeah. Um, you can hit them up and uh, be requested request to be on like the beta invite. Yes. Uh, they're kind of rolling it out very slowly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is this is a good step because I think this has been a this has been a huge issue for streamers yeah. everywhere. Like the DMCA DMCA stuff. Yeah. Uh, within the past year, has just like gone crazy. Well, and especially like when you have clips that are you know like this this channel is going to be going on you know five years old now six years old yeah so there's music from four or five years ago that like the rights to that stuff laps lapses yep. so what do you do do you have to remove all the content like it's kinda, yeah it's kind of annoying but jay pistol says yeah they're saying the music isn't licensed for vods so so no way to legally include it all through a separate audio channel that only works in obs studio right now gotcha. so i guess you know it, it, I, I don't know how that would work for us because we use live stream to push mm -hmm. out content so does that mean we would have to switch to OBS? Yeah, Can I get, we output like OBS to live stream and it would still figure it out or not? I get a little annoyed. Uh, this is very classist of me, <laughs> but I get a little annoyed at Twitch rolling stuff out specifically for OBS mm -hmm. and not for other streaming platforms. Yeah, because like we have very, like there's, we obviously have very specific tools that we use yeah. to do everything that we do. And if it's locked to one to two different platforms, then like I understand that the majority or I don't, I, maybe not majority. Most I don't people know. use OBS. But most people use OBS yeah, because it's, it's free. free. It's easy to use. You just click and add stuff to it. So I get it. But yeah. if if there's other bigger companies like using things like vMix. Yeah, hey, we want to do that. Like, we want to yeah. use it too. Yeah. So what? Fuck us, I guess. And we can't use it or we have to rely on pretzel all the time. Yeah. I which, don't know. 
like this is pretzel right now, right? Yeah. So it's just fucking EDM all goddamn day. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even have a horror category. Pardon my French. How do you not have a horror category on something like pretzel, man? Come on. We're trying to soundtrack these RPGs, Got man. It. They're spooky, and this EDM is getting me pumped. Does I'm trying to get in the mood, bro. Does anyway. Amazon have stakes in OBS? Uh, Pustulin is ask, asking. I, I have no so. clue. I have no clue. No idea. I don't think so. No idea. Um, uh, we should probably kick it up to Malika, right? Yeah. So uh, Malika is going to be going live from upstairs. You guys are going to be hanging out with her for a few minutes just so we can get everything set up for Spy Island. Yeah, Spy Island coming up in, ab- in about 11 minutes. Yeah. If we do everything quickly, no pressure. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Thanks uh, for watching. We'll be right back. Bye.